What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Call Us Recruit. Like always, I'm your host, Adam. I'm just joined here along with Liam today. We're missing Ben. There's some Wi-Fi issues, but we're going to power through this. So shout out to BMAC. He won't be with us today, but he's, he's in the spirit. So, Willie, how's it going today? I want to say, BMAC, I miss you, buddy. I'm not going to have anyone here to correct me or help me pronounce some names. because I got you. Struggle with <laughs> So, you know, boy, it's not doing too bad. I had a, I'm back in Ottawa right now. Had a phenomenal family dinner last night. Uh, my grandmother made turkey. So thank you for that, grandma. And uh, yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great over here. Got to see the family. I, I really missed Ottawa, but I'm ready to leave. I'm, I've been here for two days. And I'm ready to go back home. Ah, fired up about this. So we have a, we have a big episode planned today. We're going to go through a full first round mock draft. But before we start, want to shout out our sponsor, Hickory Dickory Decks, Burlington, Dundas, and Milton. They build phenomenal decks. If you want to improve your outdoor living, they do wood, composite, you name it, they'll build it. Yeah, can't can't say enough. We're we're honored and privileged having the sponsor. So I want to thank them for for helping us get on the road here for college recruits. So yeah, thank you, Hickory Dickory Decks. Now, you know, boys, one of my buddies got a deck from Hickory Dickory Decks. And he told me it's the best thing he's ever done in his life. So, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just an opinion, but this is, this is the information that I'm giving. Yeah. Phenomenal decks, phenomenal everything. Can't say enough about the, the customer service too is phenomenal. So yeah, that's, that's enough about that, but we'll get into the, the actual podcast today. So like I said, we're going to go through a full first round mock, me and William and go back and forth and pick. So I'll start pick one, he'll go pick two and we go back and forth till the end of the first round, we'll see. And we're going to do what we think is going to happen um, as ourselves as GMs, not what we think the general manager is doing that standpoint. So it's going to be our personal opinion, ourselves as evaluators and GM. So without further ado, I'll kick it off with pick number one. Also, this is a tough pick for me, but you know we're going Trevor Lawrence, number one overall prospect in the draft. Can't really say much more about it. He's a stud, best prospect since Andrew Luck to come out. He's my, His prospect grades miles ahead of anyone in this draft. So if this doesn't happen, I don't know what football is, and I, I will probably stop podcasting if someone else than Trevor Lawrence called first. Who's more of a generational talent, Trevor Lawrence or Austin Matthews? Ah, oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> Austin Matthews is not a generational talent. Oh, you want to get into this now? Okay, so what do you? Well, we got sidetracked. What do you define as a generational talent? If you're naming, I, oh, I can I'm take not that. Trying take. To get into this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Number two overall, the New York Jets. A big trade today happened. Do you want? Do you want to tell the listeners the trade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, Matthews. But yeah, I'm kidding. Um, so the the New York Jets got rid of Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. The the hallback they got was a 2021 sixth round pick, a 2022 second round pick, and a 2022 fourth round pick. So basically peanuts, they get a, a talented Darnold who's a third overall pick a couple of years ago. I think he's still talented. He just wasn't in the right system with Adam Gase and the weapons around him. And it's a big year for Darnold. He's got to prove those doubters wrong. But I love the trade for the Panthers. When you have a chance to get a, a caliber QB like he was coming out of the draft, you take it. And hopefully you can return to that form that made him a third overall pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I think you hit the nail on the head. My, 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 I have two thoughts, two, two, two opinions on this. The first one is, okay, so if you were to put Sam Darnold, uh, um, Daniel Jeremiah did this exercise and he put Sam Darnold third. 
But if you were to put Sam Darnold as a prospect in this upcoming draft, what would he be to you? As in coming out of college, I'd honestly put him at. That's tough. I think he's no, at no, two no, or no, 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 right now, right now, right, right, right now. now. What would he be? Yeah, if you were to rank him among all these prospects for their <sighs> development and where you think they can be in the next five years, Daniel Jeremiah had him third, I believe, ahead of. I want to say Fields, but it could have been no. I think it was Fields. I, I would put him ahead of Fields too. Um, I like Fields, but I think Sam Donald's still super talented. I think he's just in a terrible situation. He had Adam Gase calling his plays, which is terrible. Just in the hate, he, he, there's a lot of pressure in New York being a, a New York Jet as well. So I think he just didn't fit well there. I would put him at. I think I put him at three as well. I uh, know I put him at four. I'm going to go. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Who I, I love Trey Lance. I think he's a phenomenal prospect. Can't say enough good things about him. Then I'll go Darnold and then Fields, Jones. But, I mean, it's close. I just, I like Darnold. I liked him as a prospect coming out, and I still think he's talented. So, now that's an interesting conversation. So, then you're going to get into the contracts because I think Darnold, how many years have he burned on his contract? Three? Yeah, he's, I think he's got two more years left. Years? Yeah, he's got one more, then he's got the fifth-year option. So they traded peanuts. They traded a second round pick, fourth and sixth. And you saw the massive haul that the Dolphins collected for a first round pick to select one of those QBs. So it's interesting in terms of compensation wise. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's an interesting view of looking at the trade, right? Like they paid peanuts. And when you just ranked them ahead of fields and a team to move up to select fields would have to go up a lot of first round picks. Very well said. But, but we also, the, sorry. The, the, Go ahead. The thing we also have to think, Sam Darnold's 23 years old. Kyle Trask, who's a prospect in this draft, who people think he's going to go in the second round, is 23 years old as well. Sam Darnold's still young. He was 20 years old coming into coming into the NFL. So 23 is still young quarterback. From his perspective, Tua Tagovailoa just turned 22. So he's still that age where he's still kind of a rookie QB. He's only got those that year left plus a fifth-year option, but it's still a rookie contract. So it's still not like you're trading for a max contract type player. Now, the other thing I must say, and um, th- th- this is something I-, I-, I think is that you need to get rid of Bridgewater because I honestly think that Darnold's confidence has been in shambles ever since he got to the Jets. Now you can blame that on a lot of different factors. It's just old ones. It's just play calling. So this is just bad luck in general. But I think if Bridgewater is there hypothetically, and if, and if Darnold plays the first four games poorly, he gets one pick, two picks, three picks, and 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 he, he has another horrible game with 100 years. He's seen ghosts again. He's seen <laughs> yeah, I see go hey every Saturday night at around 12 o'clock, I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> every Sunday morning, Sunday scaries. Anyways. Um but I honestly think that the media is going to be calling for Bridgewater and that's going to hurt his confidence. So I think you got to get rid of Bridgewater. I think if you're going to give him a chance, give him a proper chance in that system. And that's what Matt rules. Like the Carolina Panthers are, are down to win next year. They're going to be like the Miami Dolphins this, this past year. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the Panthers. <laughs> they got a lot of talent defensive end. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. The weapons are endless. And they have Joe Brady calling their plays, who is a offensive genius in people's minds. So, I mean, it's a perfect situation for Sam Darnold. You have a division that you had the Bucks there, but other than that, the Saints lost Drew Brees. They don't have the QB situation figured out. The Falcons are a wild card as well. Like every year, they seem to be a different team. So, I think it's a division that's gettable, 
to, for them to get that two spot, if Sam Darnold can take to that form he was when he came out of USC, he was a very good prospect. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in that system where the pressure's a bit off playing not in New York under the spotlight. So we'll see what he can do. I love the trade for them. Gave up nothing. So I think, I think it's a good move. I hope Sam Darnold succeeds because that's what you want to see as a, for a rookie prospect, not a rookie yes, anymore. I agree. I agree. I agree. A thousand percent. Um, All right. Without further ado, who do you got to pick too, Willie? Yeah, next pick, we got a little bit sidetracked, you know, big trades. Next pick, I'm going Zach Wilson. It's interesting to see Zach Wilson's ascension because I remember when mock drafts were happening around, I want to say like five months ago now, and I, I was starting kind of my, my research. And Zach Wilson was not highly touted coming to this past year. You kind of saw his ascension. And if you said like four months ago that Zach Wilson would go second overall, you'd have serious scouts laugh in your face and think you're a dumbass. But man, like this kid, he played right when he had to, he played really good games when he had to play really good games. And he showed scouts something that intrigued them. Um, he showed, he, he's probably my, my favorite prospect in this draft. If I can get a jersey of anyone, it'd be Zach Wilson. The boys um, at call us recruits I, I, love the kid. Yeah, yeah. The boys at call us recruits love him. Um, like I, I, I think his ceiling. He has the highest ceiling in this draft. Would you Would you say that? Any position? I think it's close to be honest. Like Trevor Lawrence, it's, it's hard to say he's got the higher ceiling, Trevor Lawrence. But just how raw he is, how like he hasn't played QB. Like he's a multi sport athlete, he hasn't played QB that long to be honest. And he's coming out of BYU conference as people question, but. He still has the intangibles and in shows. Like when you think of Josh Allen came out a week conference, he didn't put up good college numbers. Zach Wilson put up video game numbers in a week conference. And he has those intangibles with Josh Allen. So when you think of it that way, yes, he's got the intangibles, played a week conference, but he still went off. When you think of other people, like Carson Wentz didn't have great numbers at North Dakota State, like the Josh Allen conversation. So Zach Wilson, I could I could see him having the highest potential in this draft. Love it. Who's that? Right. Who's number three? Pick number three. Uh, we talked about this last episode, but like everyone knows, if you don't, the San Francisco 49ers trade with the Miami Dolphins to move up to pick three to select their quarterback, which might be Mac Jones, but that's not going to be the, my, my pick. I'm going Trey Lance. Uh, I love Trey Lance as a prospect. He's new to the position. He's new. He's only played one full year in the FCS level, but he's super talented, big arm, great mobility. And a great leader. Those are intangibles that translate so well to the NFL level. And I cannot wait to see him in that Kyle Shanahan system. I think he's going to be a stud. I think he'll be a franchise QB. He'll probably be a top five QB if he can progress. When you have Kyle Shanahan, Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo looked good in that system. And you have Kyle Shanahan working with this kid every day who's new to the position, plus those intangibles. Watch out. Trey Lance is about to shock the world. I love it. I love Trey Lance and I love I love Trey Lance and that Shanahan systems. It's match made in heaven. Fuck Mac Jones. Fuck Mac Jones and fuck Mac Jones. Um I'm probably gonna have to eat my words one day. Yeah, he's probably gonna be good. Watch him shock shock. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. I'm if he's pissed. good, I, I will own it. I'm not the guy that's gonna back on my chance. If he's good and proves me wrong, good on him. I'm not I'm not rooting him for him to fail because you know I would never do that on the prospect, but I just don't think he's that good but if he does well eat my words and congrats to him he's still he's still a good prospect i just don't think he's worth a top 10 pick top 15 pick well it's, it's interesting now we're, we're really gonna see what what our opinion is about mac jones because um you didn't select them right here and i'm not gonna select them right now so so i think there's gonna be a little bit of free-for-all mac jones in our mock draft which might nullify our draft because in reality he'll probably get picked over here I don't want to, I really strongly don't understand it. 
Hey, but people oh, that's more knowledgeable than us do. So there's something we're missing, but until until I see it, I won't be convinced. But Willie, who you got to pick four? Yeah. So in your last mock draft, you had Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. Um, I think for this specific draft, what I want to do is I think that uh, field will get picked here regardless of who is picking. If it's Falcons, if it's, you know, the Broncos who move up, if it's, if it's the Patriots or it's, if it's the Vikings, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you, you, you never, you never know that that's uh, that, that can be interesting. Be money's pissed. Be money's pissed at that. Be money's a diehard Kirk Cousins fan. He loves the kids. So be money. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're not going to be too happy. <laughs> But uh, I'm going here, Justin Fields. I think that his name has been slandered for no reason. I think that his intrinsic value is a top five pick in the NFL draft. And he might not get picked there just because opinions change for human nature. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like, I like Justin. I think he has the equality that you often seek as an evaluator. And I think he's going to be a phenomenal player in the NFL. I 100% agree. I've said that before. He's a baller. He's a true gamer. He he lives and breathes football. He's the guy that grown up in the spotlight. He's always been a number one recruit. He's always been the face of the spotlight, and he's never lived down the conversation. You can't say enough about his character. This guy played in the national championship with broken ribs. This guy could barely walk, and he's still grinding it out, and he's still almost carried Ohio State to a national championship. Um, but we'll take on to pick number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a tough pick because... I know what they need. They need to protect Joe Burrow, but I think Joe Burrow is going to be in the GM's ear and Zach Taylor's ear. So give me, give me my boy Jamar Chase that went off for 20 touchdowns as a sophomore. Like that's the thing that's, I know they have weapons, but I'm going Jamar Chase here. I know it's technically knee protection. They need a nice will, but I legitimately think they're going to go Jamar Chase just because of that connection with Joe Burrow. I think they can, I don't, I think they should take Sewell here, but I'm going Jamar Chase for this instinct just because that Joe Burrow connection here's my rebuttal here's my rebuttal to that is you heard often this past offseason that russell wilson can't even get a player the players that he wants in seattle my only thing is that yeah they might go chase he, he might suggest it and the gm might be tempted he might be watching some film i wouldn't mind that at all i i'd love to see um, the Bengals become high flying, especially in that division with where the defense is so um, important. When you look at, you know, the, the Browns suddenly have a, a phenomenal top five defense. The Steelers have an excellent defense, and the Steelers constantly, sorry, the Ravens constantly um, produce a fantastic defensive lineman, and they always seem to have it figured out back there. So, I wouldn't mind them, you know, selecting Chase here. I think that that'd be pretty fun. All right, pick number six, my boys, the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, Chris Career. Who are you taking, Willie? Yeah, I think uh, Kyle Pitts is. Oh! No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm going Mac Jones over here. Alabama yeah, you... <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> Not the conversation. If you want to get me heated, start start slandering Tua and Mac Jones, putting the same conversation. It's not even close. People, If people have that opinion, come at me like, I want to go. I'm going to go on a rant for a second. Just I'm going to sidetrack. But Mac Jones and Chief, Mac Jones started four less games in Tua Tagovailoa. I looked this up uh, today on my lunch, and Tua threw 30 more TDs. So you can make all the conversation. Oh, he's got weapons. He's got this. Tua put up 30 more TDs. Tua is a better athlete. Tua can run. People slander him for running. He was a dual threat QB coming out of Hawaii as a prospect. So I, if Tua wasn't great the first year, but he wasn't bad, I'm just saying you can. Mark this podcast. Tua's going to shock the world next year. He's going to put legit numbers 
And all those haters out there, you can come crying back to me when Tua hoist Lombardi trophy before Josh Allen. I said it. Wow. Wow. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for the I Tua said it. Timestamp, um, 9-12, April, April 5th, 2021. You heard it here first. As, as an evaluator, who would you rather have, um, Trey Lance or Tua? Oh, don't do this to me. Um, like I said, I like Tua. Um, it is a very good because, question. Okay, different... in, in my opinion, I honestly think if Tua didn't get hurt last year, he could have won first over. 100%. I think if Tua didn't get hurt, he with he would have put up similar, not numbers, but similar numbers with Joe Burrow, plus two more years under his one full year and then a national championship under his resume. So I think he would have won first. That's tough. They're different prospects. With Trey Lance, you're going intangibles and upside. With Tua, you're going someone who's been so good for so long and being the face of a franchise. That's tough. Um, I love Tua, but I, I'm still sticking with Tua. No, don't Just, say it. Don't say it. I, I don't. I don't want. You, I don't want you to say it. I no, I'm not going to say it because it's it's a different <laughs> position if if Trey Lance is the pick two years ago, but. I don't want to spend a first round top five pick right now on a Trey Lance in this position, if that makes sense. If Trey Lance is back there a year ago, it's a conversation, but it just doesn't make sense for me. But as a prospect, I, I can't answer that because I don't, I, I can't do that to myself. That's my last statement. Hey, we love Tua. We love Tua here on Carlos Akuts. I, 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 I've watched the Tua slander. I can't send it. Fuck you, Colin Coward. You are a coward. Um, Tua is yeah. a beast. Yeah, Colin Coward also said, oh, I don't care what Mac Jones I mean um pro days. He's like slandering Zach Wilson's pro day. Like Colin Coward, like, did you even play the sport? So well, enough with your well, hot takes. That, that's an interesting conversation because I, I, I don't believe in pro days either. Yeah, I I, I say for for medical and for um like I, I think they're specific. For example, if you look at the offensive linemen, uh like their their cone times, like their agility drills are really specific like uh uh, good evaluators of um, how the player will play at the next level. For example, I don't know if you remember at the, at the combine last year when Tristan Wirfs went off, he yeah. he put up some, like some like superhero numbers. And yeah, you look at at the next level, and Tristan Wirfs is is arguably is hands He's down the best the tackle. Best so I don't know, but I, I I know what you're saying. Okay, okay. Well, let's. Hey, man, we're getting sidetracked. Pretty. He's got sidetracked. We got to pound so, this mock draft out before the national championships on tonight. Go go Zags! I got I got fifty bucks on the night, so go Zags. But anyways, um, pick seven, Detroit Lions. It's a tough pick. A lot of people fell. Um, for me, I'm just gonna go with the best player available. One of my brother's friends, the Lions fan. I think if Penny Sewell wasn't here, I'd probably go Micah Parsons, but Penny Sewell fell. I don't I think it's gonna stop the fall. I'm going Penny Sewell here. Best player available for me. You you have a lot of needs on that team. Might as well build the trenches, build the offensive line. And hopefully in a, a year or two, when you take your QB of the future, you're gonna have Penny Sewell protecting his blind side. Yeah, I I think you said it brilliantly. Um, I, I think if he's if he's there, you have to take him. Yeah, you have to take him. I, I don't even care how how enticing Jalen Waddle is or Devontae Smith or anyone else. Um, this is this is really interesting. This position right here. Well, I might have taken your pick, eh? Well, no. Yesterday, I would have said a QB here. Yeah. I probably would have said Mac Jones, honestly. Like, I I would have said a QB, but they just traded for Darnold. Let's give him a chance. 
let's give them, you know, there's some, uh, there's some tempting options. I really got to admit. Yeah. I'm going to say, let's give him Jalen Waddle. Oh, that offense. <laughs> that offense is going to be, if Sam Darnold takes, uh, he's going to be, that's going to be one of the best offenses in the league if Sam Darnold takes the next level. They're the best weapons in the league, arguably. So, yeah, great pick. Now, can I ask you a question there? Because I wasn't too sure. So, would you rather Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith in that position? Uh, Waddle. I think DJ Moore is a similar player to Devontae Smith. Um, a bit of smaller frame, great rounder runner. And they don't, Robbie Anderson's kind of a Jalen Waddle, but Jalen Waddle is just a different type of player. He's special. He's can, tr- yeah, I think Jalen Waddle is better for that offense just because I think TJ Moore is a bit more comparable to Devontae Smith. Now, I was also thinking Rashawn Slater, which I, I, I definitely think. I think it's either one or the other, honestly, in that position. Yeah, 100%. Uh, or certain. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I agree with that. Uh, so pick nine. Uh, the last couple of mocks we've done, everything, it's being cornerback, but they they went on and got Kyle Fuller, which is a bonehead move by the, the Chicago Bears to let Kyle Fuller go as an all-pro cornerback. So it's not going to be cornerback here. I'm going to go I'm going go with Micah Parsons. Uh, they don't need, I think they're going to give Drew Locke another year, so I, Mac Jones is an option here. I just don't think they love him enough to take him. I think Micah Parsons can transfer that defense. Vic Fangio is a defensive guy. He's going to probably favor defense over offense, in my opinion. Uh, Michael Parsons is a stud. He's a beast. Um, the pro day numbers, I know we talked about that, but I think it's different when you see intangibles like speed, bench press, for uh, uh, stuff like that. So Michael Parsons destroy the pro day. He's a freak, and I think he's going to transform that defense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Caleb Farley fell yeah. here because he had back. So we're going to get Caleb Farley here. I honestly think, again, I, th- I think Mac Jones is a very serious conversation here. I, I don't think you pick him just because, like, how much of an upgrade is Mac Jones over Drew Locke? Personally, I don't, I'd rather give Drew Locke that extra year. I, again, you know, um, I love, I love Micah there. I, I really do. I, I think they did a phenomenal job um, selecting wide receivers last year, so they don't need to pick a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think offensive line or, or Micah would be, would be a nice pick here. This this pack's been penciled at ten for the last six months, so let's, let's hear it, Willie. Yeah, I, I already picked him on on our on our draft. On our draft. Um, Patrick Sertain, the second. I did an evaluation on the Dallas Cowboys. They need a cornerback. Um, the only way I see them not picking a cornerback is if something absolutely miraculous happens, like Penny Sewell or. I don't even know. Kyle Pitts drops here, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I think Patrick Sertain, technically ph- phenomenal uh, cornerback. Normally you see rookies kind of flander in their first year as they try to figure it out. I think Sertain technically is going to be able to match up against some of the best uh, wide receivers. Now he's going to go against the best wide receivers. That's that's a concern for me. So I think wait till you're like his second, second, third year, you're going to really see him pop as a perennial pro bowler. I think his first year is now a little bit of a, more of a difficult time. However, I, I love, I love Patrick Sertain. I think he's a phenomenal player. So yeah. Next up 11. Man, this is a tough, this is a tough pick. Uh, like this is very tough because originally I had a receiver here in my last couple of mocks, but they want to get Kenny Galladay. They have Darius Slayton. So, I mean, Devontae Smith's there. It's hard to pass up on him, but I'm going a bit off the board. I think this is early. And I'll probably get scrutinized for this, but they need help on the edge. I'm going Jalen Phillips early, but 
Jalen Phillips has, in my opinion, probably the highest potential out of an edge. He has concerns with injuries. He's he retired the sport a couple of years ago, but his talent, his tape speaks for itself. Um, he is a very, very talented edge. Like I said, it's probably early. I just don't see any needs here. I think if you're here with the Giants, you look to trade back for a team that maybe wants to get Mac Jones here. But there wasn't a lot of people I liked for their position. They could add a Devontae Smith, but I mean, just spent big on Galladay. And I think Jalen Phillips is uber talented. And yeah, I, I like the pick, but I, like I said, I think it might be a bit early. Interesting. A- interesting pick. Personally, I wouldn't have done it just because uh injury concerns i i think that he is off the big boards of many teams um because of the injury concerns and it, it, it's something where uh for example you know i um you have a, a J, fucking Dermot james on on the chargers oh uh, yeah Dermot's on the chargers. now i don't know his injury history in um in college, but I know that evaluators saw that he has a, a brittle body and that's why he dropped the 17th overall in his draft year. So Jalen Phillips, I, I think immensely, immensely talented, gifted, you know, te- technical wise, he's, he's the most technical um, edge rusher in this draft. I think he can be a, you know, a phenomenal player, but can he hold up? That's my only concern. Like in this position, who who else would be there? Because when you think of OT, they have Andrew Thomas already. He can get it or Sean Slater, but he's probably gonna kick inside the guard. They're probably they still have Nate Solon contract. It just I didn't really see any needs. I think if you're here, like I said, I think they try to trade back because there's not a lot of needs that fit them unless they want to get a cornerback. But they already they just paid Adore Jackson. They paid Kenny Galladay. They had an expensive offseason. So I don't know if they want to upload those positions. That was just a tough pick for me because I didn't know where where else they really need a player. Yeah, no, no. I, I like where your head's at, though. I think if they're not going to go offensive tackle, they go defensive line. Because David Gettleman loves the hard ballers. He loves defensive linemen, offensive linemen. That's it. That's his domain. So I, I, like, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm not saying it's a bad pick at all. Yeah. I'm saying I don't know if I'd pick it. But yeah. I think that if you decide that, hey, we have enough offensive linemen, and they decide to go defensive line, why not pick Jalen Phillips? He, I he could be the best defensive lineman out of this draft. So, yeah, we'll see. Personally, I I went in doubt go offensive line. I would have just yeah. Slater. That's just my philosophy. But like, so at num- number twelve overall, th- there are a couple positions over here um, open. Um, I love Chase Horn here. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal player. However, I think the Eagles are strategic. I think they're smart. I think Rashawn Slater is um, a top ten talent in this draft and i would go here i i I don't see them passing on the value even though they might not necessarily actually they do need offensive line help so they they they, they might they might just settle in pick an offensive lineman um yeah yeah i I think that's best bpa and one and delhi so you offensive line i was probably going to pick the giants but on phillips instead i'll get on to pick number 13 was going to be slater here if you didn't take him at 12 but it's evident they're taking an offensive tackle. Uh, they need help protecting Justin Herbert. They're most statistically one of the worst offensive lines in of football. I'm going Christian Darisaw here. He's the best OT out there um, available on the board. Legion Vera Tucker, I project as a guard in the league. And I think tackle is just more valuable when you're selecting one in the first round. Christian Darisaw is a phenomenal prospect. He's a mauler, mauler in the run game. He can change an offense. Uh, he's also he's got areas to prove in his footwork uh, and pass protecting, but 
I still love him as a prospect. He's a top 15, top 20 grade for me. And I think Christian Darisoff is here and Slater's gone. He's the pick 100%. You can put, put the bank on that. I love it. Yep, I like it a lot. Um, before I say my next pick, I'd like to give a sponsor to this episode for giving me a bottle of wine. My stepdad, Steve. Thank you very much for giving me a bottle of wine. Um, next pick. <laughs> 14th overall. We've got the uh, Vikings. Um, I think they go Elijah Barry Tucker right over here. Like that. I think that uh, you know. Personally, if I'm them, I'm doing complete teardown. I don't believe in complacency. I don't believe in it. It doesn't matter any fucking sport. I don't believe in a team that they set up to the season said, hey, I hope we win the wildcard game or I hope we win a divisional round. It, it To me, it's either Super Bowl or bust. And the Vikings don't have the talent on their roster, specifically their defense. I'm not talking about Cousins. I think Cousins is a phenomenal player. I think anything that has cousins, you know, I think he he's a, he, he's a really good player. Um, their, their defense needs a lot of work, so tear it down, you know, restart, get a QB, get Justin Fields, tr- get rid of Cousins' contract, trade him to the Bears. Um, but they're not going to do that. So pick an offensive lineman when in doubt. And here comes the Dominoes at pick number fifteen. He's fell too far for here. It's Mac Jones, Brady. Belichick doesn't have to move up, give up any capital. Uh, they need a QB. Cam Newton's not the answer. Jarrett Stidham's not the answer. Brian Hoyer sure as hell is not the answer. So it's Mac Jones here. Uh, I think this is where I would take him, probably this 10 to 15 range. I don't think he'll go. I think he'll go in that top 10, maybe even top three. But I think Mac Jones, for me, he's fallen too far for this mock draft, and Patriots have a need at quarterback. So he, he's a play here, and I'm, I'm scared as a Dolphin fan because Mac Jones is a great system QB, and putting him in a Patriots system, I'm, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. My, my biggest thing about – fuck, yeah. I, in, he has a good work ethic. You know he'd do well in New England. Um, I honestly think, like, you – you, it's like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You say, buddy, lose a little bit of weight, get a six pack. I want to see you with a six pack. He comes back. Oh, all of a sudden, Mac Jones can move and he has a good arm. So that's what scares me about Mac Jones. Um, I, <laughs> he might do that. So there's, there's that conversation. Yeah. But I, you know, B- Bill Belichick, Mac Jones. Cam Newton's a phenomenal leader, phenomenal person to work off, work off, learn off of. Um, the, the, right before you my pick, there's someone I want to talk about that hasn't been picked yet, and I'm not going to pick him right now. But I think he should drop this low. I think this is going to be a mistake because I think this player has potential to be a Hall of Famer. Devontae Smith, I, I, he is. I know it's Zach Wilson. I would say Devontae Smith is my my next favorite. Uh, prospect in in this draft um you know i i watched i was i was watching film on him and he, he made this one catch that was so spectacular and he ended up being out of bounds and it and it's a shame that no one got you know it's not mainstream but it just shows you of this kid's so talented his, his he he catches the ball his catch rate is phenomenal he's a spectacular player he's a hard worker on the field his his work ethic's phenomenal what he'll bring to a locker room is spectacular so Devontae smith i hope i get the pick you soon but here yeah. i'm going chase horn 
Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll let you say something. What are your thoughts on Devontae Smith? Yeah, I mean, like, what, what, like, I, I didn't even realize he fell as far. I, just, I, I knew it, but there's not a lot of receiver needs when you go down the board out of the top 10. Like, the Cowboys don't need one. The Giants were an option, but they want Kenny Galladay. The Eagles are an option, in my opinion, if they want to give. I think if Devontae Smith falls as far, they're going to they're gonna get away those options. But a lot of teams don't need receivers. So I think if he falls in the top 10, there's a chance he gets these upper teams in 20s. Or a team trades up. Yeah, um, I like pick 18 where he's falling right now. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, I mean, like we talked, I like Devontae Smith to the Raiders here, but they need so many, they need so much help on defense. And I think that's picks yeah. been set in stone since the start of the offseason. Jeremiah Uso Karamoa is going to go here at 17. It's the ideal fit. Phenomenal leader, phenomenal floor to floor linebacker. I mean, field to field linebacker, Buckus Award winner, which is the best linebacker in college football. Yeah, he, he does everything. He rushes passer. Amazing in pass coverage. Doesn't get enough respect for that and can disrupt the run. So, yeah, I love Jeremy, Jeremiah Osa Karamoa as a prospect. And I think he's set in stone with the Raiders at 17. Yeah, he's a captain. He's what their defense needs. I, I, I would be. As a Raider fan, like listen, I was I wasn't the biggest fan of their offensive um, line, what they did this past offseason. But I talked to a Raiders fan, and he was like, you know what? It had to get done. You know, they believe in who, who they did. So, you know, I, I think that Mayock loves kind of like me. You know, I, I love doing hot takes, and you know, when it proves when it proves right, you know, when uh, you know Damon Arnett is a beast, and you're like, fuck you, everyone. But here, I think there's an obvious, obvious pick. And I think they have to go with, I, 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 you know, he, he, he's a fantastic player. That's going to, that could, that could change their defense. So, um, you know, interesting here you went, you, so, so the dolphins went tight end, the dolphins need. So when you have a defensive coordinator, what you can do with this is you can kind of find players who might not necessarily be blue ship prospects and you can develop them into Phenomenal defensive players. Give me four right off the bat, boys. Well, look at Emmanuel Ogba. That's probably the biggest example right off now. Are we talking about the Dolphins right now, or is the prospect going oh. in? So we look at Emmanuel Ogba. Emmanuel Ogba was signed a cheap contract, never really produced. It's a high prospect from Oklahoma State, but Emmanuel Ogba had ten and a half sacks this year because of a lot of stunt plays. What I mean by that, they ran a lot of motion at the the line of scrimmage, which confused the offensive line and. I looked this up the other day. Manuel Ogba's five out of his 10 and a half sacks came on free rushes. So that just shows. And then we we're looking at other people. Andrew Van Ginkle, fifth round pick in Wisconsin. Phenomenal player last year. Uh, then we got people who aren't on the team. Shaq Lawson signed a big contract, who's pretty good. And I'm going to put a name out there. People don't know. Zach Sealer is an absolute beast. He's an absolute stud in the run game. Zach Sealer lives in an RV. That shows where he came from. He got a heat. They sort of extension him. But Zach Sealer lives in an RV. He's an undrafted free agent. And Zach Sealer had like four and a half sacks last year, and it was probably the best run defender of the team. So that shows just you can take people who aren't first round talents, and with a strong system in place, you can develop into the solid players. Now there, there you go. So, so that's why I hesitate to hesitate, but you know, I, I would think that they'd go offensive here. I think that. Najee Harris is a very special talent and he might get picked out of the top 20. And, you know, you look at Josh Jacobs, right? So you look at that past draft and Josh Jacobs was, was penciled into to the Raiders. Um, what year was that? 2019, 2018? Uh, 2019. 
2019. And right now, if you were to do a redraft of that draft, no, Josh Jacobs would probably be in the top 20, maybe 15. He's an excellent, excellent player. Yeah. I see very similar similar results with G. Harris. Very similar results. I think in three years, people are going to talk about him as a top five running back in the NFL. However, I'm going to go to Monte Smith here. I think that they really want to make sure of Tua. And I don't blame him. You know, it, you, you invested heavily in that pick. Get it done. Imagine I'll let that right here. And I I don't think Devontae Smith falls here. I think, but if he's there, there's no way they're passing up on him. Like they're they're questioning taking him at three. So if he falls this far, I don't think it happens. But for this sake in our mock draft, he fell. I had no influence on this, so I'm not trying to bias the dolphins, but we'll lust off the offense. Wide receiver one, we'll just go Devontae Parker. Wide receiver two, Will Fuller. Wide receiver three, Devontae Smith. Your double tight ends are Mike Kosecki and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> have fun matching up with that on Sunday. Like that's that that's tough. <laughs> but 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 that's the biggest thing, right? And we had this conversation the other day when we were talking about our coaches that we'd select is when you have a coach that's competent. For example, Kyle Shanahan, we'd say the exact opposite thing about Shanahan, where I don't know if I'd pick a wide receiver here because I know I can pick a wide receiver in the second and third round when um you know I, I know Kyle Shanahan can 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 find some random guy off the well street. Said. And so I'd, I'd go defense here. So it's it's that's when you have to consider who do you want to hire and and what does that save towards your salary cap? And, you know, when you hire someone, for example, um, uh, Cincinnati's old old coach, Lewis, who got uh, fired. Yeah, well, I've heard his first name, to be honest. Um, ah, my bad. Sorry the list out there, but it's, it's, it's Lewis. I don't know his first name. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. But okay, okay, look it up while I'm talking. Look it up while I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. But when you hire someone like that, or, or for example, I think Mike McCarthy is another really good example where, um, you know, he's a good coach. Sure, yeah, Mike McCarthy's a good coach. But I don't think you enter a draft and say, hey, we have Mike McCarthy, therefore let's target the offense because I know that guy can find some sleepers in the defense. You know, Marvin so, Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Uh, there it is. But I, you know, again, it's it's all you know you i one one thing that we don't we haven't had this conversation boys is as a general manager i think it's critical that you have a list of coaches head coach candidates that you hire i don't think that when your head coach you know gets uh, you fire your head coach your head coach quits suddenly or retires that you should be holy shit i don't know who to hire i think you should always have your on the pulse that's something critical as a general manager you have to develop um that the, the smartest general managers will do that will will tell you yeah i 100% agree um yeah yeah well said I just, I I'm, still, like I'm, I'm still fine we we gotta carry this along we'll try to get a bit quicker for you but hope you're enjoying the first episode of this mock draft but pick number 19 at the washington football team that's a tough pick um i think they need ot oh, i'm gonna go they they, they need they need ot because they need to protect I, I don't know. I think receiver's a position here. I like, I like Tony here, but they just went out and got Curtis Samuel. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is his name. Um, I'm going way off the board here. I don't know if you scouted him, this uh, Willie, but I'm going Davis out of Kentucky. I forget his first name. Um, it's completely flustered me. I don't have my board right here, but I think it's Jamar Davis out of Kentucky. Jermaine uh, Davis. Yeah, Jermaine Davis Jemaine. is the De- Darius Leonard of this draft. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal linebacker. He shot up the board for me. I'm in love with Xavier Collins, but 
when I watch this guy's film, I put it on the other day. He's a Darius Leonard this draft. Sorry for forgetting his first name, but he's outstanding. He played at Kentucky. He's versatile, amazing in pass coverage. He's a he's a Darius Leonard the draft, and I think he's going to go. He's going to show the draft boards. I could see him as a top twenty pick. Interesting. I I, I haven't scouted him. Um, I heard Daniel Jeremiah talk about him. He had pretty much the exact same enthusiasm that you have currently. So I have to pop on his tape. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm I'm lying. All right, well, we picked 20, the the dumpster fire of a team in the NFL. Sorry for Bears fans out there, but I hope you can agree this this team's in shambles. Hey, pour one out for all the Bears fans out there. Pour one out because I, I feel bad for you guys. Like I, imagine going from Russell Wilson. Hey, you're bragging to your buddies Russell Wilson's available, and then uh, you end up with Andy Dalton. Anyways, um. It's like when the you ask for the PS I, the PS5 for Christmas and your, your parents come home with the PS2. <laughs> a Nintendo DS. <laughs> a Game Boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guy here who shot off my who shot up my draft rankings, uh Tevin Jenkins. Um originally I had Mayfield here. I, I watched a little more and more of Tevin Jenkins, and that guy's a... Uh, is a hog mauler. That guy's a beast. That guy's, I can't say enough good about him. Um, I'm going to go up here, Tevin Jenkins. Again, when in doubt, go offensive lineman. If your organization has no direction, like the Bears or like the Vikings, you go offensive lineman. So that's that's my opinion. I, I think you can never, ever, ever go wrong with an event. Oh, sorry, with an offensive tackle or an yeah. offensive guard. Um, games are one of the trenches. Games are one, exactly. You, you saw this here with the, with the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Pick number 21, Indianapolis Colts. Like we said at the start of the episode, we're without BMAC. So this picks for him. This one's in honor of BMAC. His favorite, probably his favorite prospect in the draft, Rashad Bateman. I love BMAC loves Rashad Bateman. I like Rashad Bateman. He put up in great speed. That was his big question mark in his pro day. He put up like four, three, eight, a 40. So he's an uber talented prospect. Great, great route runner can go up and high point the football and the Colts Colts need another receiver. They got Pittman T Y Hilton. But if you add Rashad Bateman to that offense with Jonathan Taylor, and if Carson Wentz can return that form under that offensive line, they don't, not only do they have the best, one of the best defenses in the football, they can honestly have a top offense as well. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. I think it makes sense. I think, you know, not, not much to say about that pick. I I, I think that um, they're, they're another team that where they find hidden, hidden gems in defense. So they don't really need to allocate extreme amounts of resources towards that, uh, uh, that, that position or that category. So I, I think we're Sean Bateman here, you know, in honor of BMAC. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> one player that I didn't talk about for the Bears, and I just saw him, that's complete ignorance on my part. I think Caleb Farley would be in significant conversation for the Bears. Yeah. He's significant in their draft, and, which is ridiculous because, you know, he, he got injured. Who gives a shit? You know, um, he's going to be back in year two stronger than ever, hopefully. Um, here, I, I, I again, every single pick I go through is Najee Harris. I think if if you were to match, okay, how long till Henry falls off? I, I yeah, I 
I think he doesn't have a long career in him, but I can never say he's a beast. But yeah, Najee Harris, I just don't get it here. They wouldn't waste a first-round pick on someone who's not going to really touch the field till third down. And Najee Harris isn't a typical receiving back. He's a good receiver, but he needs to be a three-down back. But I, I like the idea. I just think I think Derek Henry still got quite a few years in him, but we'll, we'll see. Oh, oh. I, I agree with you. I, I agree. I wouldn't go to Najee Harris there. But how many years do you think do you think he's got? I, I, it's hard to tell. Running backs have like they fall off the cliff because it's it's so hard on their knees as a running back, and he is that running back who's a physical run through people, truck people. I hope he has a long career, but the track record. Look at a Todd Gurley who's fallen off the cliff, who's probably the best running back in football a couple of years. Leaving on Bell, running backs fall off the cliff so early, like so early in their career. I hope that doesn't to Derrick Henry. Can't say enough good things about him. He's a beast. He's he's probably he's definitely the most hard person tackling football. He's a dynamic as well. I hope he doesn't, but with the track record of running backs in the past, like you've got to think his career is shorter than someone like Christian McCaffrey. You can still be a receiving back late in his career. Okay. If you're a general manager in the NFL, what would you trade for him? Let's say tomorrow that, that the Tennessee Titans said, Hey, we're going to trade Derrick Henry. What would you, what would your uh, package? That's tough. I give a first round pick for Derrick Henry. Um, like when you think of Derrick Henry, you you would take him the first round. He makes sure he's one of the best players in the league. So I'd probably give a, I don't know what they would offer from. Is it, it's not the caliber of a QB deal, but I'd probably say a first and a second, I would say, and maybe like a rotational player. I was saying the exact same. Okay. Um, here I'm going to go Jason away. He's, uh, jumped up, up, up our, uh, big boards, uh, fantastic player, physical freak. Um, he's a, he's a raw prospect. However, you know, I, I think that the Titans need significant defensive help. I don't see them going offense here. I, I think that they need help. Um, you know, their, their, their secondary is very, very poor, um, but they need help rushing the passer. They tried last year with uh, Clowney. He, he, he was a fail. Um, so I think about Jason away here. Um, oh, fuck. Gregory. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, he's so yeah. It's I. I don't like this this big boy. He's just take that back. I'm gonna take that back. I, I'm taking that back. Hey, um, I'm going Gregory Russo here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's falling off my draft board. I'm looking at the DraftNetwork.com right now, and they have him going this high. So, uh, Gregory Russo. I'll make note of that. That's I'll probably take away in a bit too. Um, so Gregory Russo is a pick. Sorry about the confusion, everyone. But pick number twenty-three. New York Jets already took Zach Wilson. Not a lot of love. I, I could see Najee Harris here, but I, I love Caleb Farley here. I think it's this is somewhere where he's going to go. He's a, he was a top 10 pick for his sh- surgery, and his agent came out and said he's going to be ready for spring tr- um, like spring football and OTAs and stuff like that. Caleb Farley's it's dropped too far for me to not take him. He's an uber-talented cornerback. If it's not for his surgery, he's a top 10 pick. So Jets get help at the cornerback position. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go an interesting pick here. Here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, normally I have them going an offensive lineman. Helen Mon. I would Christian Barmore go here. Uh, I would love, like, I, I know their defense, the, their defensive line is already stacked, but I think Hayward doesn't have too many, too many years left in the tank. If he had a year to develop Christian Barmore, oh, like that would be fucking gross. Yeah, I, I like, I like that a lot. I'm gonna pause you right here because, um, like we're so we're going through our mock draft and we watch a lot of film on a lot of these guys. And 
we're going to look back in a year and we're going to be like, why the heck was like some of these guys here? What players do you think that were, you really wouldn't be surprised are, are, are in the discussion for, you know, why they fell so late. Like for example, DK Mecca. Um, want to go like who we've already picked picked or who's still on the board? Sure. Sure. We, we can do either. I'm going to go on the, like, on the board. I'm just going to go up here with high potential, high floor. Someone like Jason away who has a lot, a lot of talent, but may not progress. He's new to the position. Isn't a great sack producer, but he's super, super athletic. So that's someone I could say, man, that's probably why he fell so hard. His athleticism, but he didn't know the position. Someone like Gregory Rousseau as well. Uh, I guess you, that's my bad, but Gregory Rousseau, Jason away, pillars like that. I could see just because they have such high potential. They're so new to the position. Um, it's tough. I think those are the two for me right now. Some people that are still on the board. I could see someone like Terrence Marshall, who's kind of a first round pick as well. Someone who's just kind of that one on one threat, and maybe he doesn't progress to that in the NFL level. He's not a great, great route runner. So I could see someone like Terrence Marshall, Jason Away, and Gregory Russo. Those are probably my three players. Huh. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, I would. Uh... I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say a couple, two, two of those players. However, I'm going to go with um, Pat Fairmorth, uh, tight end out of Penn State. I, I think he's a player who, not necessarily next year because tight ends ha- have a little more difficult time developing the NFL, but I think he can be a phenomenal player. I think Wyatt Davis still on the board. And I think Tevin Jenkins has the possibility of being, hey, why wasn't this guy drafted in top 10? Because he's that good. Yeah. Uh, so pick 25. Um, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. They already took Trevor Lawrence. I think they need they need help protecting them. I don't love any receivers here for them at this position. But go, I'm going to go a bit off the board here. It's he's, he's a tackle I really, really liked. I watched a lot of ACC football go this year. I'm going Liam Eckenberg, offensive tackle at Notre Dame. Offensive lineman out of Notre Dame have a great track record in the NFL. Yet Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey. So... They are ve- they're very, very good track record being successful in the NFL. And I love Liam Eckenberg's game. He's a great, great pass protector. It's what they need protecting Trevor Lawrence. I might be a bit early. There's people still on the board like Dylan Randuz, Jalen Mayfield, Samuel Cosme. But I like Liam Eckenberg as a prospect. He's a very intriguing prospect. And I think Notre Dame prospects are so safe. And you want to have a safe pick when protecting a Trevor Lawrence. You don't want to necessarily have a guy who's a year away. You want someone that can start right away. I love that. He's another guy where I think like people are going to be surprised how good he is in the NFL. All right, yeah, the Cleveland Browns on the clock. Cleveland Browns, twenty sixth overall. Um, this is a player where we're probably going to get roasted for having him drop a little bit far. I think Quidey Pay would go here. I think he looked really nice in that system. I think he's a player in their first year that uh, he's not going to pop necessarily. I think he's going to take a year or two to develop his game. I think in, in year three, he's going to really come up and, and be a solid top 10 player. Um, I, I love Coyote Pay here. I, I, I think the Browns are, are building something really cool. And I'm, I'm happy for Browns fans because Steelers fans suck. Well, yeah, well said. I think Coyote Pay is a perfect fit here. He felt- well said. You hear that, Con? Fuck you. Well, well said. <laughs> I think Coyote Pay is a perfect fit here, playing instead of Miles Garrett. Uh, Quadi Pay is a very talented prospect, very, very good on the run game. Like I said, I'm big on Quadi Pay. I fell him just much because I, I picked upside in this mock draft. I'll try to switch it up here and there, but I love Quadi Pay as a prospect. 
Uh, my brother's a Browns fan, so I'm sure he'll, he'll approve this pick as well. So pick number 27, got BMAC seen the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to try to do, do him proud here. But, I mean, they need help at edge. I'm going to Aziz Ojolari. They lost Matthew Judon in free agency. Aziz Ojolari is one of my favorite edge rushers in the game. He could very well be the best in this draft. Super, super talented. Had a great showing in a strong SEC conference. Great Great, great prospect. He put on his tape. He really pops, in my opinion. So I'm taking Aziz Ojolari for a team that needs an edge rusher. Interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this is a position where, you know, I'm on 20, uh, 28th overall with the Saints. The Saints are about to find a new identity. It's not the Jubilee Saints anymore. They, they got to figure it out. <laughs> They're way over the cap this um, they, have shed. They, have, they have to figure out what they want to do in the future. Um, I think here that there are a couple options here. I love Kadarius Tony, I love Elijah Moore. Um, I like Zayvon Collins here a lot. Uh, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna go Kadarius Tony here. I okay. think that uh, my receiver, um, you know, I, I, I don't like slander on Thomas's name. I, I think that doesn't make sense to me. You know, that's a conversation maybe we can have for a different day. I think he's a top three wide receiver to me still strongly. Um, you pair him up with with, with, with Thomas there, Kadarius Tony. And who, who's your third wide receiver? Sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on that. Um, what's his name? That's I'm blanking too. It's a football talk. Yes, we both blanked. Um, uh, so they had Sanders. They Sanders lost Sanders. I'm, I'm, I know who it is. I picked up a fantasy here and there, but... Uh, I'm completely blanking. So sorry for the listeners I hit help there. Another name here is Pat Fairworth, who I think yep. could be an potential. Um, again, they got they got to decide that they're they're probably. Do you think Do you think they're Super Bowl contenders this year? Saints? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I just don't know what. I, I mean, they were last year, and Drew Brees wasn't produced at a high level, but. Uh, I don't know what James is going to do with the football. Last time James was in an offense, he threw 30 picks. So, well, it's it's on James. It depends what he what what James we get. Do we get 30 pick James or do we get first overall pick James? So, we'll have to wait and see. But they have a, a solid defense. Got Marcus Williams back. They still have peace in the offense. They have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. So, yeah, they still have a super talented team. I think it's all depends on James. They'll probably still be Super Bowl favorites, but we'll see. We'll see what James can do. Um, pick number 29, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is a pick for our friend Alex Eric out there. I know he was pissed last time. They didn't take a receiver or linebacker here. So those are two positions I'm thinking of. And when I'm thinking, you have a Devontae Adams, who's a beast, number one receiver. I want to get a small, shifty guy. It could be Rondell Moore here, but this is a guy I'm super high on. I'm going to Elijah Moore at pick 29. Elijah Moore is super fast, super speedy. I think he's a perfect compliment to Devontae Adams. I think they need help at linebacker, but I think there's enough linebackers in the second round. Um, like Saving Collins, like Bolton, Baron Browning. There's a lot of linebackers that can go. So I'm going Elijah Moore here. I think he would be superb in that offense. And I think he'd be incredible with Aaron Rodgers and being a number two threat. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they could. <laughs> they should. They should. They They're should. probably going to take like a halfback and see if. <laughs> what, what? What's going on? Yeah. Like, that's a conversation for another day. But what's going on with that, that front office? 
Well, the front office is run. That team is owned by the fans. So oh, yeah. that front office, just like um, uh, Real Madrid, real like if if you go to Europe, you see a lot of um, yeah soccer. They're owned. They're owned by their fans. So they have a way of doing things. And and, and you know what? The Green Bay Packers have a way of doing things, and I commend them for it. They're phenomenal. They they draft offensive linemen excellently. Um, they they don't spend a lot of money. Somehow they're always good, but. They don't help out their quarterback. They, they've had two generational quarterbacks that happened. I think they won one Super Bowl. Yeah, one. Two generational quarterbacks. So help out your freaking quarterback. I it, it didn't make sense to me why they picked Love. And and you know what? Love might prove everyone wrong. That's that's a different conversation for another day. Um, do I think that they select a wide receiver here? No. Should they select a wide receiver here? Yes. Should they select Elijah Moore? Imagine Elijah Moore with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Can't good night, good night defenses. All day. Um, Instead of Vonta Scantley running deep routes, you have Elijah Moore. That's just the difference. I'm looking here. And so I, n- next up is uh, Buffalo Bills. And I'm on uh, the draft website. Currently, their needs are cornerback, edge, wide receiver, running back, interior offensive lineman. Uh, defensive, uh, t- sorry, tight end, cornerback again, offensive lineman again. Um, what I don't see here is defensive line and defense primarily. Um, okay, a corner and edge. But when I watched the the Buffalo Bills last year, they couldn't stop the run to save their lives. It it, 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 w- it was extremely apparent. It was kind of embarrassing to, to watch. Like I, I watched them against the you know the, the Chiefs, and I, I was rooting for the Bills because my buddy uh, Nathan Brewer is a huge uh, Bills fan, and I have a lot of Bills fans uh, you know around me, and I, I I was rooting for them, but they couldn't stop the run. Um, a guy I'm going to select here, although there are a couple of really intriguing options to me, you know, winning down offensive line, you know, Samuel Cosme's here, uh, Greg Newsom's here. Um, you know, you have Najee Harris here, who who I spoke really highly of earlier. Uh, I definitely think that's a significant uh, possibility. However, I'm focused on stopping the run. That's my objective here. And I think Zayvon Collins can stop the run. Um, he's a highly, highly intelligent um, linebacker. I think, you know, you put him a little bit lower in the box. He, you know, he can diagnose offenses. Um, I love Zayvon Collins. He's their type of guy. Blue collar type of type of hard working. Um, he was he's up there in my favorite top at least top ten favorite prospects in this upcoming draft. Sam Collins to the Bills. Thoughts? Yeah, I like that. Um, I in my opinion, I like Sam Collins here. I think I think if the G Harris is there, they go him. I just don't have trust in Moss and Singletary, but I think Sam Collins is a ideal pick for them as well. It, that was my decision when I was thinking about. It. I think Saving Collins or Harris, and I have enough nothing but good things to say about Sammy Collins. I love him as a prospect. I think he's a first round talent. I I definitely see him go in the first round. All right, pick number thirty one. Pick number thirty one. The Kansas City Chiefs. On a previous mocks, we mocked interior offensive linemen, but they kind of solved that need in Joe Tunney. They still only needs an offensive tackle, so I'm going to go the best on the board in my opinion. It's tough for me, but I'm going Dylan Dylan Randoons. I think Cosby's a better better tackle, but I love Dylan Randoons. I think he dominated the Senior Bowl. 
He's very, very talented, very, very quick for his size. I think it's Cosme or him here, but I love Dylan Randunes as a prospect. He he pops on tape, and that's hard to do as a bunch of tackle if you're not Penny Sewell. So I, I, I like that pick there. Yeah, I, I like him too. I like him over Cosme. Um, even though I have Cosme currently highly more highly ranked, for pretty much exactly what you said. You, you, you said it spot on. Um, I think Randy's a phenomenal prospect. I think he he's an excellent player that can, that's going to be an offensive lineman for a long time. Well, I like that pick. Uh, for the last pick of our mock draft, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I've said this before. I, I think that Sue, do they re-sign Sue or is he still, what's his I, No, they re-signed him, I think. Uh, it was like two years ago or something like that. Re-signed him. So, my opinion is what I think is going to happen this year is I think they're going to defend, uh, select an, an edge rusher. And I think that edge rusher is going to sit behind Sue and he's going to chill. He's going to learn from one of the best in the game, one of the best to ever do it. And no, I'm talking top 100 edge rushers to ever do it. And I think he's going to learn. And I think once playoffs comes, I think Sue's production is going to decline significantly. And I think this player that they select is going to come out in the playoffs and he's going to become a stud. We were like, who the fuck is this guy? And us draft people, us scouts who have been evaluating players for a long time, we're like, yeah, that guy's pretty good. And that person is Jason Away. I selected him earlier at 22nd. I deselected him at 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> he refused I, to play for the Tennessee Titans. He refused. He, he wanted to trade Eric Lindros. Respect. <laughs> Um, I think Jason Away is a phenomenal player. He has the tools. It, it would be, you know, one, one thing that the Buccaneers do is they don't overthink themselves. They understand who the best player available is, and they're not afraid to select him. I think Jason Away is the best player available here in that defensive line, and I think that they select him. Um, yeah, and he's a beat. And they totally back that great pick to end out the first ever mock draft of college recruits. Uh, we do not have a two-minute warning today. Uh, it's kind of hard to do one-on-one, but we will make sure to get you on next episode. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank your sponsor, Hickory Dickory Dex. Hope you guys liked the mock draft episode. We'll post some stuff on our Instagram. You can follow us at Call Us Recruits. You can visit our website, www.callusrecruits. It's in our Instagram bio. So without further ado, Willie, it was a pleasure doing a mock draft with you. And everyone, thanks for listening. Take it easy and keep scouting. Peace out. You're not by my side And as I arrived I thought I saw you leaving Carrying your shoes Decided that once again I was just dreaming Of opening to you